Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'm very excited. Our guest today is Casey Mallett of Courtesy Financial. He's going to be touching on a lot of the, the financial and the business factors that new agents miss when getting into business. Usually they get the tunnel vision. The first thing they're thinking about is getting that first deal, that first closing. But it's very important to set your business up properly from the beginning and treat it like a business. I know uh, Casey does our personal taxes, our business taxes. And I know in the beginning, we made a couple of fumbles, made him work a little bit harder than he probably needed to, to help get us started. And I want to make sure that as we're guiding new agents through, you know, their successes, that they can learn from those that have made those mistakes. So uh, Casey, I want to go ahead and let you introduce yourself, talk a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your business and go ahead. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Lira, for your time and let me, uh, do this. I think that's a really cool experience. So thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Casey. Um, I'm an EA, which is basically the highest tax accountant you can be um, in the eyes of the IRS. So um, I also have my master's in accounting from Stetson University. Um, I've, I've owned my firm for four years now, uh, almost five. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> so um, very cool experience. I uh, I can't do it without my clients, just like Lee, Lee Rose. So I, I can't appreciate, you know, can't thank you enough. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. So um, when you help a lot of real estate agents, right? I know it's not just us. I know that there we have tons of personal friends that utilize you as well. So you're very knowledgeable on on the whole real estate, uh, you know, financial practice, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm fairly really comfortable. I mean, there's always things to learn and things change. But um, yeah, this I mean, this is it's in my wheelhouse. Definitely. Okay, awesome. Um, so one of the things that, uh, again, you know, agents getting into the business, the first thing is that first transaction. But I know I've had people that had a lot of questions about how to set up their business, if they even should, right? I, they know there's different things, LLCs, EINs, you know, uh, PAs, that's, you know, so many different options, right? So what do you recommend? And when should they start that? Yeah. So I honestly, I'm a, I'm a big believer in don't set up an LLC until you make money. Um, Makes and sense. <laughs> I, yeah. And the only reason for that is basically uh, you have nothing to protect, right? I mean, what are you protecting uh, legally? Um, so until you get your first sale, maybe a couple under your belt, uh, definitely rec I recommend getting an LLC. Um, real estate in Florida, for sure. Uh, I know that you're required to make it your name. So, for example, uh, Lira Morton LLC, right? So um, that's the route to go. So um, if you're going to set up an LLC, uh, just check with your state department and, and your uh, department of business uh, to see what your license requires in your state. But for Florida, that's what they require. Okay, absolutely. So um, with what is uh, how does an LLC protect new agents, essentially, uh, getting into the business? Because some people don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. This is big. Yeah. So if, uh, if you ever get sued, um, you know, it, you really want to have separate entities, uh, set up so that if you, if you personally get sued, your LLC might be protected, hopefully, <laughs> um, or, or vice versa, your LLC gets sued. Um, uh, you know, your personal assets are not up for grabs. So if you own like a, I don't know, a hundred thousand dollar Escalade, 
um, you don't want them coming for that. Um, uh, so definitely having your LLC uh, set up will protect you and your spouse um, in, the, in the event that your business gets sued. Um, and you'd be surprised real estate can be very litigious. Um, so, you know, you say something wrong, or you have a contract that says something wrong. Um, yeah, they, they can probably, you know, come for you. So definitely set up that LLC. Uh, that'll help a lot. Okay. So it's a, uh, we're going to call it a CYA move essentially, right? You know, cover yeah. your ass, uh, make sure that we don't have any, you know, it's a, it's a protection. So that's good. That's good to know. Um, you know, again, like you're saying that there's so many different factors that are in real estate. We're dealing with people's money. We're dealing with people's livelihoods. We're dealing with, you know, multiple different parties. And, you know, sometimes things get slipped up. You know, nobody ever wants to be in that position to where they're getting sued. But if you are, then you want to be uh, as protected as possible. So that's that's good to know. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, what and, are, and it, go ahead. Yeah. And honestly, it, it's a lot more than. um. I mean, real estate agents work with a lot of vendors too. So it, you're you're working with a lot of different businesses, not only your clients. Um, so a home inspector could probably come after you, you know, for saying the wrong thing or, you know, I don't know, defamation you know. or something. Yeah, so <laughs> right. definitely. Okay, I see what you're saying there. Um, and then as far as getting, uh, so in order to open a bank account, uh, agents have to get an EIN, right? And they have to be able to, they have to be registered with their state department before they can register for an EIN with the IRS. Is that correct? Yes. Well, um, not necessarily, but for this situation, yes, I would say. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> okay. If you set up an LLC, um, uh, you definitely want to have a separate bank account where all your business transactions go through. No commingling. Um, that was on the real estate test. <laughs> yes, no commingling. Yeah, and that not only uh, it probably protects your license, but it also protects your liability protection. Sure. Um, if you were to get sued, a judge could literally be like, "I don't see where your business starts or where it ends. You got Petco in your business account. You right. got business transactions in your personal account. I can't tell." So a judge would literally start reaching into your personal life. Um, so you not pierce that veil. Keep everything separate, <laughs> um, and you should be all right. Um, and and definitely get an EIN because that's kind of the it's like the building block. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I like to call it the fundamentals of business, um, and it's one of them uh, that have an EIN. So uh, it starts with a bank account, and then with the EIN, you can file your tax returns, you can file 1099s, protect your social security number, uh, you can hire employees. So it, it's you need that EIN to do all those things. So okay. uh, yeah, definitely recommend the EIN. And and not to, I mean most most businesses, and not to sell myself too much here, but. Uh, with my firm, you know, you pay the LLC setup fee and we also get you a free EIN as well. So it's all included in one package. Um, just because I want to, I want to make sure I'm sending you out in the world with a, an EIN. You're ready <laughs> okay. to go. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, definitely. Um, so what common mistakes do you see agents making with their bookkeeping? Um, sounds like not having an EIN or an LLC might be, <laughs> might be one yeah. of the big ones, but that's not, you know, that's just one step of it. So. Yeah, I, I think honestly, the biggest mistake is not doing any form of bookkeeping. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some real estate agents that have been out there for five, 10 years that have no bookkeeping. Um, and that's crazy to me because I don't know how you're reporting your taxes. I don't know how you're applying for loans or getting a, a mortgage for yourself. Um, it's really important to have bookkeeping, whether you use someone like me or you, if you have just an Excel spreadsheet, right? Um, <laughs> something uh just so you can take advantage of all your deductions you're not over reporting your income uh that's a huge one um also not tracking your mileage which we can get into later but uh a lot of real estate agents track their mileage incorrectly or not at all 
Um, not taking a home office. There's so many, <laughs> but, but yeah, there's a lot. So uh, definitely at least have some kind of system set up. Okay. That makes sense. I know um, first thing I did was get QuickBooks online. It's pretty simple. Uh, you know, I know you help us with it, but even, even then it's, you know, very user-friendly to be able to set up your account systems. And I know that they have like help on there as well as different classes that are pretty easy to take if somebody were, you know, wanting to start off doing it on their own because they're only doing one transaction a month, you know, not wanting to spend too much as far as, you know, the, um, uh, on the reconciliations, things like that, but just checking and making, just making sure checking your books, because also how are you going to know how much you're spending on your advertising, how much you're spending in, you know, gas are certain areas, you know, not worth it anymore. Um, you know, just making sure like how much do you, does it cost per listing? How are you going to find out this information and keep good books? Right. Um, so that definitely, definitely makes a lot of sense. And, you know, agents yeah. need to know that. <laughs> And Lira, you hit on a really good point is that internal management point. Um, you know, most of my work is the external customer, which is the IRS mostly. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, internally too, like you can look at uh, a P&L. In fact, I did that today, uh, just seeing where, you know, if, you know, make sure I'm spending money correctly, um, getting the best bang for my buck. And if you don't have an, you know, a P&L system, a profit and loss, um, I don't know how you're going to be able to track what's what's working. You know, that's that's huge internally too. Um, having good bookkeeping system. So, yeah, no, that that absolutely makes sense. A little scary to hear that sometimes agents are doing it, even an Excel spreadsheet. Like you said, if your if your expenses are very very low key, but don't forget to write off things, right? Like your um your uh, MLS dues, your e keys. There's so many things on there that agents forget. Um, that are, you know, little expenses that add up, you know, uh, tolls that could be included in there, right? As long as they're, you know, business expenses. So those are things that I know, like I was forgetting about in the beginning, um, you know, myself as well. So as far as, um, since you mentioned taxes a lot, uh, IRS, you know, doesn't matter whether you're 1099, W2, whatever, they all want their money. Um, so it can be a little nerve wracking. I know a lot of people as they get into the business, this is their first time being 1099. This is going to be their first time being a business owner. And that the first time they're not getting a tax return, right? The first time you have to write a check to the IRS is terrifying, pure terror. Yeah, <laughs> so um, so what do you recommend as far as like keeping track of, uh, you know, IRS payments or saving up for the IRS? Um, and that kind of situation. What does that look like? Yes. Yeah, so um, if you owe or you plan on owing more than $1,000 at the end of the year, uh, you are pretty much required uh, to make quarterly tax payments. Um, and it's, it's I say required because the IRS penalizes you. And some people like waiting to the last minute to do it, which is fine. I understand. But um, you know, there is fees for waiting. Um, the IRS wants their money every quarter. And if you don't provide it, they get, you know, a little upset, but it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah. And I, I think, uh, honestly, the, I think I've, I've heard so many, like 30%, 25%, 20% of your income to, to hold back. Um, if you're not using a professional like me, because I can, I can pretty much estimate within a hundred dollars or so of what you're going to owe from the business at least. Um, uh, so, I mean, when you're not using a professional like me, uh, I, I think honestly holding withholding more is probably a good idea, 30%, but that seems crazy. Um, I mean, I, it's most of my clients are probably 22 to 25% uh, in that range. Um, if you're self-employed, it is for sure, without a doubt, you're going to have 15% on your net income. 
Uh, I think it's like 15.2 actually. But um, so without a doubt, hold, withhold 15.2%. And then you have your income tax on top of that, which is bracketed and it would be really hard to break into right now. But right. um, but it's, you know, so for sure, a minimum 15.2%. <laughs> okay. But you want to shoot kind of higher because it's easier to save the money and then get, you know, get a little bit to keep a little bit than it is to try to scrounge up for the, you know, the money last minute and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I've definitely, I've, I've heard the 30%. That's kind of something that I used to recommend before I started doing this, you know, myself. Um, but, uh, for some agents that don't know, there is a difference between your gross income and your net income and what you're going to owe the taxes on are the net income, right, Casey? Yes. Yeah. The net income. And, um, that is, thank you, Lira. I always get, I don't know, accounting talk, but yes, um, <laughs> net income is the bottom, very bottom number of your profit and loss statement. So gross income minus all your expenses. And then your net income is what the IRS looks like, uh, looks at to determine your tax liability. Okay, absolutely. And I, I know another big thing that we see some agents uh, do, and I know we've made that mistake before as well in the first years, uh, writing off too much, right? So this is going to be your your what the IRS, well, what lenders look at for your uh, for your loan if you were to be purchasing a home anytime soon. I know the standard is about two years to be able to purchase for a uh, 1099 self-employed, you know, person. So keep that in mind when you're if you're planning on purchasing a home possibly in the next, you know, two three, you know, years. Make sure that your your numbers are going to be where you want them to be. I'm not saying don't write off everything, but just make sure that you're not going right off crazy. Right, Casey? Am I am I off there? Um, you're you're pretty spot on. Um, lenders do look at two years and they average it. So um, of your 1099 income, um, just keep in mind you don't want to commit more you know mortgage fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be honest, right. of course. You want to yeah. be honest. Just don't just don't go writing off every single pencil that you buy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's not material, it's not material. But um, uh, I think where people get in trouble is that they they over deduct thinking, oh, I'll save, you know, a thousand dollars in, you know, uh, in taxes. So why not? Right. But right. Um, if you over deduct, you're not only opening yourself up for auditing or the IRS audits or um, but you're also hurting your future you know, lending <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> so you kind of it, it's it's nice now, but it hurts later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely be careful with that. That's for sure. There's a lot of tax planning. So for example, should you buy that extra piece of equipment December 31st or should you hold off until January 5th or 10th or something? Um, just so that your income is, you know, substantial to get a loan. There you go. Um, that sounds a little bit better than me writing off, you know, $5,000 in pencils. So no, <laughs> great, great, much better example. That's why you're the pro, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so is there anything else that um, you could think of that we might have missed or that um, you might want to touch on? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just, you know, if if you have concerns, a lot of tax professionals offer free consultations. Um, I am one of those. Uh, you know, it's 15 minutes um, and I, I kind of put it in a format you like. So office visit, phone call, resume, you pick. Um, and I, I, I kind of, whatever you ask, I, I unload everything. <laughs> so um uh and so just ask somebody uh that's a professional don't ask you know your uncle bob uh, uncle bob <laughs> i'm not doing it right but um don't don't be afraid to ask questions it's not that scary i promise uh you're not the first person to go through this um it is a very very exciting time you're making money but um yeah don't do not do not stress it at the end of the day it's just taxes um and as long as you're trying to make 
good payments and, and file your tax returns on time. You're not going to go to prison. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> yeah, usually usually it's the tax evaders that go to prison. So as long as you're, you know, trying and attempting the IRS. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, the IRS recognizes that and they, they won't they won't come after you um, as long as you're making an effort. Okay, good. So, um, Casey, you know, we're about wrapped up now uh, for anybody that wants to get in touch with you. Maybe they want to they have some questions. They'd be interested in one of those free consultations. Um, how do they how do they reach you? Yeah, so I'm kind of all over, but my main website is www. Well, all, all W's. <laughs> <dot> <laughs> com. So like like the fish, right? A fin, courtesy fin dot com. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram, Casey, the accountant. Casey is spelled with C. Uh, you can find me there as well. Um, my free consultation link is on the main website again. So feel free to, you know, go through that process if you like. Awesome. I'll go ahead and uh, put that information in the description of the podcast as well. That way, if anybody misses it um, or, you know, doesn't even want to listen to the whole thing, you know, they at least have <laughs> have access to, to your information so they can get in touch with you. Um, well, I very much appreciate you having on having you on. I appreciate having you on board today. There we go. We made it all the way yeah. to the end. And here I am tripping up now. Uh, appreciate <laughs> having you here. Thanks for uh, for all the advice. I feel like there was a lot of things that some agents wouldn't really necessarily know. Um, and taxes are scary, you know, uh, death and taxes, you know, are unavoidable yeah. and scary. All right. Uh, so so mm -hmm. I very much, you know, I feel like we got a lot of good nuggets and hopefully somebody can uh, learn something throughout uh, our conversation today. So thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'll talk to you shortly about our taxes. So <laughs> awesome. very good. Thank you so much, Libra. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Casey. Have a good one. Thanks so much to everybody that tuned in today. Hopefully everybody learned something. If you're interested in reaching out to Casey to have a conversation about possibly using his services, or if you have any questions, I'm going to leave his information in the podcast description. If you are looking for any um, comments, topics, anything like that, questions you'd love to have addressed here on the podcast, please feel free to email at rlrepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, I'm open to all your referrals for Central Florida. Hope to see you next time. Thanks, everybody.